Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. Another week means another episode of your favorite podcast, Garage Door Sports. Nick McVicker joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by, of course, Kyle Vardy. Kyle, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, wide awake. It was up early this morning. Whether I wanted to or not, that's a different story, but I was up. So Puppy problems? Of course. Of course. Puppy problems. Gotta love it. Well, dude, Irfan's not joining us today, so it's you and me. We got a lot to talk about. I mean, the NHL, more issues coming from that league. Uh, players are moving all over in the NFL. And mm-hmm. Ovi doing his thing, making sure that he can uh, get on, in that record book a little bit more because it's Ovi. Yep. Um, yep. But before we get started, like we did last week, we got to talk about it. And it's very, very simple. Movember is going on, and Kyle, you are rocking a Movember mustache. This is something you have talked about for a long time, even back when yeah. we were in high school. Um, but you decided this year you were going to do it, so I'll leave it up to you. You you uh, tell the lovely folks what, what Movember is all about. Yeah, it's it's still coming in. The beard's starting to grow back, too. Um, I was debating on shaving the beard again, but I, I feel like I would be murdered by somebody else um Who in my life in uh, right now yeah well, well i don't know uh she, she's staring at me right now so um <laughs> but yeah it's it's you know, obviously it's to promote men's health obviously if you go to movember.com um go help support the cause uh i've been wanting to do this for years as as we've said and i finally decided to do it um obviously there were some people who were like oh you're not really doing it the right way you're you're shaving your beard and leaving the mustache. It's well, I, I was never going to go baby face. So it was this or nothing. So I figured let's support the good cause. Let's do this. Let's start my own November thing. Everybody knows how much I love my beard. So for me to shave it off and support this cause, it truly means I am behind it. So, um, yeah, it, it's so far we're almost halfway through the month and, uh, it's coming in a little bit thicker than, you know, than I thought. So, it's working out. And that's hard to do, Get make it a little bit thicker than you thought, because you've had that beard for so long. You're used to it that way. So it's kind of a surprise that you, I guess, were surprised. Um, but oh, make no. sure if you want to donate, head over to Movember.com, or if you are in Canada, ca.movember.com. Um, you can donate to anybody. We really aren't too picky. If you're going to donate, please donate. Yep. Don't worry about just donating to Kyle, because he doesn't really care if you donate to anybody else he just wants people to donate and as we do too like this is a very important cause so we might as well get every donation possible so keep that in mind for the rest of the month we'll keep giving you updates hopefully kyle will start posting updates because it's 
it's been about a half the month and he hasn't posted a single update picture anywhere. So it's very disappointing. Yep. We'll, we'll get on him for that, but, uh, keep, keep a lookout on socials and he'll, he'll keep you updated folks. Let's move back into sports now, and it is time for our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. If you're looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferrar brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com or follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. And today, in the kickoff segment, Kyle, we're talking about the Ducks. And this is not a very fun story. So far, it's been lots of rumors. There has been someone who has stepped down, and that is GM Bob Murray. Yep. Uh, his professional conduct has been called into question in Anaheim, how he treated the uh, staff and the uh, and players and stuff like that in the organization has not looked good. Mm-hmm. What have you made of this story as it is so far? Obviously, we there's still a lot to learn, but how, what have you made of the story? Yeah, obviously, there's still lots to come out about the story and, and you know what's going, what's truly going on and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's... It's the tale of the last year and a bit. It's it's all these stories are now coming out of the woodworks, and it's it's amazing what kind of got swept on the rug in previous years. It's uh, obviously toxic work environment is what they're claiming for this verbal assault with player staff, everybody basically involved in the entire Ducks organization, um, and then obviously the substance abuse, and in this substance, it's alcohol. So um, it's 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 something that. You know, he's, I guess he's part of the older, how do I say this? The old regime, I guess, where things were more widely, wildly accepted and kind of swept under the rug comparatively to today's game where you can't really hide a whole lot anymore, especially with social media and everything going on. So um, am I surprised something came out? No, not really, because I knew somebody was going to get caught next. But am I disappointed? 100%. Yeah, it's it's tough to see these stories week after week because we had the Blackhawks uh, scandal going on for a while there. It's still going on. Don't get me wrong. I'm not pretending that it's over. There is still so much more that needs to come out about that one. And then we had the Pittsburgh one as well before that, which is sort of kind of resolved now. Um, They settled with the former coach and his wife. And the settlement is not being made public, so there's not a whole lot we can learn more about that as of right now. But that one's sort of dealt with. Bill Guerin is still technically in the running for Team USA GM, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. But whatever. yeah, I mean that's yeah. Um, and then we hear about this one, and I'm like, oh my god! Like these are names that we've known about for a long time. Let's not forget this. Like this is. Stan Bowman and Joel Quenville and Bill Guerin and now Murray, who, like, Bob Murray is a well-known person in the NHL. Yeah. But it's these well-known people that are the ones getting caught. And he's now entered an alcohol abuse program, like you said. The team announced that this week, that he did enter that. But my, my I think my biggest question about all of these things is, is there a problem that the NHL is just straight-up ignoring right now? Because this is three in a row just this season. 
This isn't like it's been. I know these a couple of them happened a long time ago, but these three came out this year, and now we're trying to figure out. Okay, but is there more behind just these three, or are these isolated incidents? Because now we can't take anything for uh, for granted, right? Well, and and that's uh, I go go back to where it's the you can't hide anything on social media anymore, and I think that's the kind of the whole reason everything's coming out is because you know a reporter or somebody gets wind of, of something going wrong in an organization and immediately tries to snuff it out no matter what compared to before where, you know, if somebody caught that, maybe you would tell, tell your buddy or you would tell somebody, but nothing would come of it. Now all of a sudden everybody wants to be their own individual reporter and get everything out there. And I mean, it's good because these things that are wrongdoings are getting out there, but at the same point, there's no, you know, there's no behind behind the scenes to everything anymore because it's just, doesn't exist in today's world. So it's, it's a very interesting time to be in sports and in journalism and all that kind of stuff. It's very, very interesting because there's always going to be dirt you can dig up hundred percent. I mean, it's just the way sports have always been, you know, there's always, you know, as they say, the locker room talk and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's different uh, in the locker room is different. It's like, well, you can't really do that anymore because no. people nowadays have no problem being a whistleblower or anything like that. So, and it's tough because like, I know a lot, all these stories are from previous years. Like this isn't stuff that happened this year necessarily, but yeah. Does that mean we're playing catch up? Like I, I know they, there used to be the joke that the church was always playing catch up on things that they were apologizing for. Right. Mm-hmm. Are we just playing catch up in these leagues now and just trying to get to where we are today so that everything is clean? Or is this, again, like hopefully these are isolated incidents because I, I think I speak for all sports fans in general and saying that we don't want to see this stuff happen because that's not how it should be. We we enjoy the leagues because they're fun to watch. The sports are what we come to watch. Yeah. But if we're now getting stuck in this situation where we're every day, every week, a new story is coming out from five, 10 years ago. Like we're never going to be able to get to just enjoying the sport again. And I think that's a, that's a real issue for these leagues and they need to get this sorted out. They need everything to come out. Really? I know that sounds bad, but they need everything to come out right away so they can deal with it and get back to what the reason that these leagues are around. And that's for the sports and the entertainment value. Well, and and the problem is, is, I don't see this going away anytime soon. There's no. always going to be something that comes up and that's the problem. So, I mean, it's, it's something that we just kind of have to deal with and hopefully everything gets righted. That was wronged, I guess, um, is the biggest thing. So it's, it's not, it's not ending anytime soon. That's for sure. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I wish it does because I don't want, like, obviously none of us want to see these stories. These stories are awful. Like it's, an awful situation going on in Anaheim right now. It's awful in Chicago. What, yeah. uh, what happened, uh, all those years ago. And I still can't believe that it's only come out now. The story in Chicago, yeah. I really can't, but yeah, this is where we're at, right? Like it's, it's an, it's a, not a great time for the NHL and they need yeah. to get things sorted out. And, I don't think I don't have anything more to add. Do you want to add anything before we uh, switch off? No, I, I think it's just we got to wait for more information to come out about that, and you know, see what the extent is of the actual damages. I guess you could say, 
um, and and see where they go from here. So hopefully, like, it's weird. Like, I don't want to say anything wrong here, but like, I as I don't want there to be any like sexual assault allegations coming off of this. Like, that would just make this so much worse. A toxic workplace is one thing, right? Mm. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. But if you throw another thing on top of this story, like it just, this whole organization will crumble. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's going to come down to, you know, if there is more, more leaves to unturn, then yeah. it's good. They're good. They're going to come, they're going to be turned over. Yeah. It's just how it is. Once, once the, once the first, once it's open a little bit, there's no stopping it. So yeah. I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, that's it for the kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. Make sure you visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com or on Instagram at CanadaKickingAcademy for more information. Gabe and Dan have everything you need to become an elite special teams player. So check them out now. Uh, we're going to move straight into our next topic of conversation here, Kyle. And, man, yep. it's been a crazy week in the NFL. Releases. Yep. I mean, you could sing – the uh the number of players that uh moved you can sing like the we didn't start the fire sort of song and just name them all off and where they ended up going it's there's oh, so many of them it just felt like it was it felt like free agency again almost yep. i know it wasn't but you know what i mean but close enough yeah and even all the players that are coming back from COVID or injury, blah, 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 Wilson, Rogers, throw them into the mix. It's, there's just a whole return of players. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with one of the two biggest names to sign this week, and that is OBJ. And he's going from Cleveland mm-hmm. to Twinkletown in L.A. He's joining the Rams. Yep. Yep. And he signed a contract for the remainder of the season. I think his base salary is 1.25. Uh, he can earn up to $3 million more in incentives based on how they kind of play in the regular season and postseason. Um, I mean, I don't think it's a bad move for the Rams necessarily. You're, I don't think you're on the same page as me, but I think he's, yeah. he still has potential as a player. We talked about it last week. Like This guy's still a yeah. good receiver. It's just how he fits into that system, I think, that you're concerned about, right? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for me is um, he was obviously wasn't happy with his situation in Cleveland and not getting the ball and, and so on and so forth and, and everything going on with, with Baker and whatever. But to me, um, going to L.A. and being the third or fourth option um, – I don't know if he's going to enjoy that much more. Yes, he's on a winning team, 100%. You know, a Super Bowl contender, Super Bowl favorite, whatever you want to call him. Um, so, to, to me, to me, that's definitely more up his alley there, I would say. But, I mean, Cooper Cup's been dominating the touches there, right? Robert Woods And rightfully so. To... Hold on. Right, rightfully 100%, 100%. so. Cooper Cup's been awesome. 100%. No, no, no doubt about that. And, you know... He's he's definitely been the, the number one number one spot. That's for sure. Um, and, and I think Robert Woods has been trying to get into the offense a little bit more. Obviously, they have Higby too, the tight end. They've been trying to get him in more. And now you add OBJ. It's it's going to be is Cooper Cup going to give up some of those targets and give it to OBJ and Robert Woods and Higby? I don't think so. I think it's going to still be a 
Cooper Cup show and everybody else is going to be extra. So um, hopefully they win it all and he enjoys his time there. But I mean, um, the Rams also kind of came out of nowhere too because I didn't see them being listed on all the teams that he was talking to. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, I was kind of surprised by that when I saw the move because um, we were yeah. talking Raiders, Packers, uh, mm-hmm. Seahawks even. He was – he was, I thought it was all but done that he was going to the Seahawks at one point. Like, that was what was being talked about. And then all of a sudden, the news comes out and he's going to the Rams. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what is yeah. happening here? Well, apparently apparently, what I was reading was it was he was – going to the Packers, but the Packers would not give him any more than veteran veterans minimum. And that's why he went to. Yeah. So I, I'm, 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 I I get it. But if, if you have to give him an extra 500 K, you cut some scrub on your team and make it work. If you had OBJ, if you're minimum, it's seven, like seven fifty, I think or something, or that's hockey. I actually don't even know what the veteran minimum is in, in football. Um, but it's like, it's one of those, you can make it work with incentives. If, if, if the Rams have cap space, the Packers have cap space. There's no way the Rams have less, more cap space than the Packers. There's no chance, especially with taking on Von Miller. There's no chance. Yeah. So I'd like, to me, I think the Packers missed out on a great opportunity. Um, Obviously, you have Devontae there, and I would say Devontae and Cooper Cup right now are like same type of player where it's they're the number one option and you get fall, fall in behind. But the problem is the Rams have a number two in Robert Woods, and the Packers don't have a number two right now. They have some extra pieces that you can throw in, you know, Lazard, Valdez, Scantling, whatever you want to be, you know. But to me, OBJ is clear of both of those. Oh, yeah. So Randall it, Cobb's it, it, the number two right now. Even then, you, you, you even then you bring in OBJ, you put OBJ on the other side, and you put Cobb in the slot, and all of a sudden, oh my God, Rodgers has the weapons he's been asking for. I know. I'm just so saying. That, like, no, but that's my point yeah. is that right now the Packers' number two option is is Cobb, and he's yeah. he's a slot guy. He's a slot best. guy. Yeah. So it's just to me, to me, I think they missed out on an opportunity there. Um, I don't, I don't think he would have the same success in Seattle purely because Lockett and DK Metcalf already there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think he really wanted to go to the Raiders with everything that's going on with the Raiders right now between Gruden and Ruggs. It's just a been, shit He would have been show. the number one. Sure. Uh, 1A. I, I think I think Hunter Renfro has kind of established himself as Derek Carr's favorite. Yeah. Um, not necessarily talent-wise, but Derek Carr's favorite is Renfro. So, right. but I mean, um, But I mean for – isn't Renfro tight end? Or no, no, crazy? no, no. Ren, Ren, Renfro's the uh, the wideout, and then Darren Waller is the. Tight oh, okay. I thought I don't know so why they, I thought they that. got Renfro and Waller, but I think the biggest thing for OBJ is: Are the Raiders going to make it? I think is the biggest question. <laughs> I mean, uh, they looked not bad last game, didn't they? Or am I thinking they the game were before? terrible? They lost to the they lost to the Giants last. I'm week. thinking the game before, so um, it's my fault. Yeah. So um, I think that was the biggest scare thing that scared him off was the. Combination of Gruden now Gruden suing the NFL. That's a whole different thing. Um, <laughs> Are we getting into that? Then, Let's go. <laughs> and then then the rugs thing that happened. Like, does he want to bring everything that's going on with OBJ into LA uh, into Vegas and have that be the focal point? No, that's why I, they were off the list. So I think it was Seattle, uh, Green Bay, and then all of a sudden the Rams came out of nowhere. So I heard the Chiefs too, but to me that didn't really make sense. I mean, 
would it the Chiefs would it be good for the Chiefs sure. and they're trying to find ways to get better again because they're struggling this year. That's the only reason that their name was even thrown into that conversation. Of course, of course, it's like it's like the Pats being thrown into every conversation for any free agent ever that comes out. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they, 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 yeah, they're in on him. It's like, well, no shit, you're in on him. You you, you got to check tires. If you're a contender and you didn't check tires on OBJ, then there's an issue. Either one, you really don't want him, or two. But that means you probably the, check tires at the same time. Like, yeah. If you know then, you don't like, want hey, him, you check tires. Yeah. Hey, what are your thoughts on coming to us? Like, okay, all right, sure. But to me. I think it is overall. I think it will be a good move for the Rams because it gives them an extra weapon. Uh, I'm just not sure the fit there is the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, the one thing you can say is that he's going from a run-first offense in Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's be honest, Cleveland is a run-run-run team that throws the ball on third down when they need to. Like, it's not they yeah. don't they don't prioritize throwing the ball. Well, he's going from a mediocre cornerback too to a good slash potentially great quarterback so oh matt stafford's great i I will argue that hand over foot i watched this guy play in detroit for years with nothing yeah he's a great quarterback but they're going to he's actually going to an offense that doesn't prioritize one over the other on first down or one over the other on second down like you don't know what you're getting from the rams every down because they have the ability to do everything really well and Sean McVay is a mastermind when it comes to trying to plan out what he wants to do. So I would not be surprised if we're looking at this in a couple weeks' time and OBJ is having a lot of success as a second or third option on this Rams team because they throw the ball more than Cleveland did. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And I think think it's actually a good move. I just want to see, as you said, I want to see how he fits into the scheme that McVeigh is going to run because if he doesn't fit the scheme, well, then are we? What are we talking about, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a useless and move. Like, it, to me, to me, it's interesting. Like I thought, Van Jefferson was a great number three right now. Like he was, he was doing everything he had to. He was getting open for the deep balls and all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, Van Jefferson now has a backseat to OBJ. So it's like one of those. Well, you know, we'll see. So yeah, I mean, I, I like Van Jefferson too for sure, but. If you get the chance to bring in an OBJ-esque player for a playoff run where you guys are supposed to be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, yeah, how do you say no to that, right? I guess that's their logic. Like, I think Van Jefferson is the guy moving forward, and I don't know if OBJ will re-sign in LA. But if you get him for one year and you're going for a Super Bowl run, why not add him in, right? Well, I, I think I think OBJ is going to go for the he's going to go for the ring. He's going to try and get the win this year and then re-sign if he has a great. And then go to Tampa and play with Brady, because why not, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's what everybody else is doing. Exactly. Um, the other big name that signed in the NFL this week is actually from TJ's team. Mm-hmm. And the prodigal son returns. Yes, sir. <laughs> Newton, back with the Panthers once again. And I can honestly say I did not see this one coming at the beginning of the year was a little bit surprised by it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with everything going on in Carolina, not as big of a surprise. Like, this is a team that is in desperate need of a quarterback right now. They have who? P.J. Walker starting tomorrow? Uh, Yeah, P.J. Walker, and I think Barkley's backing him up. And Barkley's backing him up. Or, one, or they might flip it. I don't know. I'm assuming P.J. Walker's starting. But 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, they needed a quarterback, and they went out and got a running back. So, um, right. you you guys said that on the on the betting house pod too. I don't we'll agree see. with that. I think I think he's more than just a running back. Like, but it needs to be in the right system. And I actually thought he played okay with the Patriots last season. Not great. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like he was lighting up the league in the MVP category again. But he no. was a solid quarterback last year for the Patriots when they had nobody. For four weeks until they got COVID, and then he was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like don't get me wrong. I think he's going to have some, some success in Carolina, too. I think the biggest issue with Carolina is they need somebody to actually get the ball to their wide receivers. You know, the first four weeks, they went 3-1. and one, And the reason why they went 3-1 and one is because they were getting the ball to their receivers. True. Um, I mean, I think McCaffrey having another week back healthy definitely will help, too. So I don't think he's going to fail in Carolina. I think he will succeed. And I think, honestly, probably next week you'll see Cam Newton starting. Um, this this week, I don't think so. I think it's going to be uh, – I'm probably going to say P.J. Walker just because they brought in Barkley, but he's still got to learn the playbook and all that kind of stuff. And P.J. Walker's been there for two years now. Exactly. So, I, I would agree. It should be P.J. Walker. So we'll see what see what Walker can do. You know, Barkley will get cut next week, and they'll bring in Cam to at least back up, potentially take over, depending on how Walker does. Um, and honestly, at this point, it's not a bad signing because you don't have anybody better. That's the problem. <laughs> um, I mean, Sam, Sammy Scrambles has been terrible for four weeks now. Um, Which is crazy. You know, he had remember, his- remember the first four weeks you and me were talking off air? We're like, hey, yeah. he's actually looking really good in the system. He looks he looks better that after he left the Jets, and yeah. now now he's not. <laughs> well, it's it's it was amazing. He was he was looking like you know that number two pick. He was looking like okay, there's a reason why we we invested in him, right? And it's like, so I don't know. It's 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 amazing how a couple a couple weeks into the season it, things change. Maybe teams uh, adjust the defense towards him. Uh, maybe they decided, hey. And you put more pressure on this guy or whatever it may be. Um, I mean, watching him against the Pats was just atrocious. It was just terrible. Um, don't get me wrong. As a Pats fan, I loved it because he was horrible. But, um, you know, fantasy-wise, when you have DJ Moore, it's not exactly ideal. So, um, but as I said, I think at this point, it's why not take a chance on Cam coming back and being – a fraction of what he was because it'd be better than what they're currently getting. So, yeah. and and the crazy thing is, is that if you listen to the offensive coordinator this week, he's like, yeah, I, everything's on the table this week. Cam might play. Yeah. Well, like, and I, I, what? <laughs> I, I think, I think there's a chance he does, but I don't think it's going to be starting. I don't think it's going to be passing. Maybe they threw a few passes, but I think for the most part, it's going to be, you know, potentially like a wildcat situation or something along those lines where kind of like what he did with the past last year and what he did originally with the Panthers was, you know, he gets in the shotgun running backs by his side, probably McCaffrey. It doesn't really matter. Both of them can do, can do crazy things. Either or, and, and they do an, they do an RPO, right? Yeah. And goes out to the outside, do an RPO option. You don't really need to know the playbook for that. No, so, not at all. I mean, all you need to know <laughs> is the, is the blocking scheme at that point. Yeah. And I think, I think honestly, um, he definitely could be involved in that for for some plays and stuff during this weekend. Um, do I think he's going to take over as a quarterback? No, unless PJ Walker like blows out his arm throwing a ninety five mile an hour check down to 
McCaffrey, but that's a whole different story. Was Chuba Hubbard so, five yards back on the catch. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, hey, if, give if him credit. No PJ run- Walker can throw the ball really, really hard. Oh, 100%. If there was an over-under of average uh, speed, I would definitely take him to lead the league. But um, <laughs> that's, yeah. I, I mean, I don't I don't mind the signing. Um, do I think it tips the scales for them? No. Um, but I think their season's kind of lost anyways right now. So, um, I mean, they're still technically in the hunt for a playoff spot, but they got a really diff- difficult schedule coming up. So we'll see. Yes, they do. They do have a difficult schedule coming up. Um I think the big question for me is like you mentioned that if he gets in this week, it'll be run pass option sort of thing. Keep it simple. But that was the old regime. Like, let's not forget about this. Cam didn't play for Matt rule. Cam played for Rivera. This is a different team. This is a different system that he now has to go in and try to relearn the system from a team that everyone just expects him to mesh with. Because it's yep. the Panthers and because he played there for so long and had so much success. So yep. the question is, like, is that going to be a problem? And obviously we won't know that until he plays. I think it'll be fine. I think Matt Rule will have part of the playbook or change the playbook slightly to fit Cam Newton's skill set a little bit better, I think is the best way to put it. I think he's smart enough to do that as opposed to some coaches who refuse to change their playbook and refuse to make amends like – no offense, Bill Belichick didn't really have to for the longest time, but when Cam came in, he didn't really change the playbook for him. Right? Yeah. Kept it pretty much the same as it was with Brady, and that doesn't really work because they're two very, very different quarterbacks, both super skilled, but they're not the same quarterback. You're not getting the same sort of passing ability and running ability between Brady and Newton. Right. So Matt Rule is going to have to either adjust or put Newton in positions that he can succeed within his playbook. And that's going to be the biggest thing is if he can do that. Um, And I guess the real question after that is when everyone is healthy, Darnold, Walker, Newton, all of them, when they're all healthy, who is the number one quarterback in Carolina moving forward? Like I'd have to think for the rest of this season, it's got to be Cam, right? You bring him in, you're gonna you're gonna give him the chance. Unless he really, really falters in the next two weeks before Darnold is healthy. Yeah. I think it has to be Cam this year, right? I think I think it's gonna come down to <clears throat> if Cam leads the offense on good drives and has a good couple games, I think yes, you could hundred percent go with Cam for the rest of the season. If Cam doesn't look good, you know, make some terrible decisions, turns the ball over, whatever. I think it's Darnold, and I think it's Darnold's going to run with it, run away with it for the rest of the season. So I think it's honestly this is realistically a two game two game audition for Cam to take over the starting quarterback position. Right? It's it's really what it comes down to. I think um, obviously we said PJ Walker's probably going to play this game, but I think next game it's it's going to be Cam, and it's going to be hey, see, tell us, show us what you can do. Right. Yeah. And see what happens from there. So, I mean, they're still within a playoff hunt right now. Like they're four and five. It's not like they're out of the race by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Right. Like this team is still right there. If you look at the uh, NFC, they're one game back of a playoff spot right now. Because how many how many wild cards are there? Two, three, three wild three, cards. So they're tied right. for. Oh, sorry, they're technically a half game back of Atlanta because Atlanta has about, had already played their bye or already used their bye week. 
yeah. Carolina hasn't yet. They're, I mean, they're the right biggest there. thing for them, the biggest thing for them in the next four weeks, they have three winnable games. Right this week against Cardinals, we'll see. Apparently, Kyler, D Hop, and Rondell Moore are all game time decisions. You know, it They'll didn't play. really make a big difference last week, They'll but uh, we'll see. So, Even if they don't so play, as you said, they didn't make a difference last week, and they ran out and yeah. killed somebody. I, I I don't think the Cardinals without those three are going to do the same thing they did last week because it was more than also the Niners just couldn't do anything. And the Panthers' run D is a hell of a lot better than the Niners. True, true enough. So, um, you know, missing Edmonds as well, it's going to be a big factor too because okay, it's so going to be James Conner season. So. Let's assume this one's but, probably a loss. Yeah. So, but other than that, they have football team, Dolphins, and the Falcons in the following three weeks after that, which realistically are three winnable games. That gives you seven wins right now. So seven and six going into the last four weeks of the season. And the, the problem is last five weeks, six weeks, five weeks, four weeks. Never mind. Jesus, their schedule. The schedule on no, the schedule on the NFL has the preseason listed below the regular season, so it just looks like oh. a continuation. And I'm just like, what is happening? Okay. We're good now. Yeah. Good so like now. <laughs> last four weeks, they got Bills, Bucks, Saints, Bucks. So I mean, that last week very well could be a win. Based on if the Bucks sit people, because I think they'll be in the playoff position. I would assume so. And it's going to be, and week 17 is going to be a very interesting game because it's going to be the Saints. And likely, based on that division right now, you're going to be competing for that potentially final playoff spot with the Saints. True. So, um, right? Depending on how the Saints do with Simeon slash Taysom Hill. True. I don't know. Slash potentially Philip Rivers because apparently they contacted him too. But we'll see. I thought they hadn't contacted um, him yet. I don't know. I thought he uh, said he was willing to come out if the Saints contacted him, but they hadn't contacted him yet. Potentially, I don't know. So Regardless, I mean, really but even then, like like the Saints got a tough schedule too. They got the Titans this week. Um, Eagles game will be interesting next week. I'm not really sure how that's going to go. But then they got Bills, Cowboys, Bucks. Uh, they got a couple games thrown in there with the Jets and Dolphins. So um, I could see potentially the Saints having seven wins going into the the last couple weeks as well. So, um, you know, they're five and three. I don't think they're going to beat the Titans this week. Um, but I mean, it also depends uh, on which Saints team shows up in some of these games. Like if it's the same team that showed up against the Giants, they're going to lose most of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be a very interesting end of the season. And, and I'm kind of interested to see – who takes over? Because that defense, I think, is going to do their own. Yeah. Um, but, like, the reason why they lost so handily to the Pats is because Sammy Snipes threw a pick and all of a sudden the Pats get on the 20-yard line. So it's like – like it, it kind of makes the offense – the opposing offense a lot easier when you have 20 yards to work with compared to 80 yards. True. So um, it'll be interesting to see after this week how they bounce back. You know, Washington next week – um, maybe that's the, da- uh, the the debut of Cam against his old coach. Maybe that'll be the thing. That would be an interesting one. How, yeah. how much publicity is that hug going to be between Rivera and Newton? Oh, 100%. 100%. Because they didn't – I don't think they left on bad terms, the two of them. I think Cam just – I think had run his course in Carolina with Rivera. I don't think yep. – if, if I remember correctly, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, it, I don't even think it was Rivera. It, it wasn't even Rivera's thing. It was just one of those Cam wasn't playing up to standards. 
Um, they were looking to bring in new, new, fresh faces, I guess. New blood. Um, and they were honestly bringing in new, fresh faces when it came to Rivera too, because he was gone too. Yeah, he wasn't so, gone much longer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I also think at a certain point it was a money thing too. They wanted to get that, that money off the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was saying to TJ the other day. Now it's kind of embarrassing for the pa- uh, Panthers because they're paying uh, Cam Newton's replacement, which was Teddy Bridgewater. They're paying. Cam Newton's replacement's replacement in um, Sam Darnold, and now they're playing Cam to replace his replacement. His replacement. His replacement. So, replacement. Yes. So it's it kind of comes for full circle. So they're still paying Teddy. Yeah, because they um, they traded him after a contract, so it's like they have like fifteen million dollars in dead money. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah. how Carolina makes me laugh. Yep. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's a interesting situation in Carolina right now. So we'll see We'll see what they can do. And the crazy thing is, is that they have talent, too. Like, you look at some of the players that they have on their roster. McCaffrey, we've already talked about. Hubbard has looked pretty good so far this year. You got Robbie Anderson, who when he's on, he's on. He's been terrible this year. He's inconsistent for sure. DJ Moore though has looked really good. I think. Yeah. Um, some of the defense looks fantastic. They could mm-hmm. they could make some noise. I think, and that's why I say like if Cam comes in and plays well. Oh, I, I I've said this to TJ from the beginning. I said you guys are a quarterback away from being a, a legitimate con- continuous playoff team. And yeah. Purely based on everything they've had on the defense. They have the offensive weapons. You have McCaffrey. You know, I think they le- they need a legit tight end. I think that they, I thought they had that in Dan, Dan Arnold, and all of a sudden they wanted to go with Tommy Tremble. But I mean, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like, I think they le- need a legitimate tight end uh, in in Carolina, and then a legitimate quarterback. You know, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson. Um, and I all think right. they're. I don't. Let's, they, let's not throw Deshaun Watson's name out there just because. I don't know if he ever plays a game right now in the NFL again. Oh, he, he will 100% play a game in the NFL. It's not, not if not if he gets charged. They trust me. It's, he'll still play. They'll suspend him for a year and then he'll be back the next year. Not if he gets like actually charged and has to go to jail. I didn't think any of this stuff was criminal. I thought it was all civil. I thought it was. Oh, okay, whatever. Well, that's a topic I, for I, a different day. I didn't day. think any of this stuff was criminal. So Topic for a different uh, day. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's just I, I think they need a legitimate quarterback, and you know, should they have got a rookie quarterback in this draft instead of drafting J.C. Horn? Potentially, based on based on how these quarterbacks are are showing up right now in this upcoming draft, where it doesn't look like there should be anybody taken in the top ten. Um, right yeah. now, jeez, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, this year is not a quarterback draft for the first time in a while. I mean, you got two, I would say two actual quarterbacks, and even then they probably shouldn't go within the top 15. No, agreed. And 100% yes. agree with you on that one. In Corral and Willis, I think, the Liberty quarterback. I can't remember. The yeah. National, I, think it's I know, I know who you're talking about, though, yeah. So, um, like, those are the only two. You know, Pickett and Pittsburgh, eh, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not convinced on any of them going in the top ten. Though, like, I don't think it's worth wasting a top ten pick, even if you are desperately in need of a quarterback. Yep. Just don't think it's worth it. You can get them in the second round just as well. 
So, um, let's take a quick break here, Kyle. When we come back, we'll talk a little Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. That's right, Ovechkin, because he's doing he's doing big things right now in the NHL. So we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, a little Ovi talk, and then we'll wrap it up with some final thoughts. Sounds good. Hey everyone, this is Irfan Manju from Touchline Thoughts. We are an all-soccer podcast hosted by yours truly with guests every episode. We provide news, analysis, and opinions every episode as well. Touchline Thoughts is powered by the Garage Door Sports Network, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. Cheers. We're back. Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy with you today. Irfan could not join us, but don't worry. He's always here. Just, you know, not physically sometimes. <laughs> he's, in, he's, in, he's in our thoughts. He's in our thoughts. Yes. Um, I mentioned it before the break. Let's get right into it. Alex Ovechkin passed Brett Hull for fourth mm-hmm. on the all-time career goals list. 742. Mm-hmm. He's now only 24 behind Yarmer Yager for third. Yep. And, oh, I got to do some quick math here. Eight, 50, 59. 59. 59, yes. Behind Gordie Howe for second all time. Mm-hmm. He's also played 500 less games than both of those players. So that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and if we want to look way, way, way into the future, like, you know, three, four years from now. Uh, 152. 152. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just looking at the the records is just ridiculous. Like Gretzky's, yeah. 1963 assists. Yeah, they 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 yeah. Like even if you take take away every single one of Gretzky's goals, he still leads the entire NHL all time in points. So, um, which is. Absolutely insane to say. Nobody will ever even come close to that. It's not even a question. Someone um, might come close to making sure that he doesn't lead the league in points with just assists. Maybe. Uh, potentially, yeah. Like I Connor mean, McDavid like, might have more than 1963 by the time his career is over in points. As long as he stays healthy. Yeah. As long as he stays I mean, healthy, of course. Yeah. Well, that's of course that's the that's the caveat so, on any of these things. I would say, yeah, that would be that would be probably the only person who would come close. Although um, Drysdale's been doing pretty good, he puts up a lot of points too. Yeah, but he's older though, isn't he? Um, I don't think he's that much older, is he? No, he's he's at least a couple years older than Connor. I know that for a fact. Okay, so regardless, but either way, yeah, I mean, the fact that like Ovechkin is where he is, like I'll give him credit. You know, fourth all time. There's a real chance he does pass um, Yager this season too. Like, that's crazy. Um, Passing, think because he's passed how many guys this year already? He passed Marcel, right? Uh, yeah, and he was already. I think he was already passed Esposito. Yeah, so. I think he, he was already passed Esposito last year because I think we had that so, conversation then. But I think he passed, so passed Dion, Dion and Hall. Passed Hall, and I mean, twenty-five more goals for Ovechkin. I mean, that's not out of the question. No, <laughs> like because how many games at, have he played at, at all? He's played like fourteen games this year. Yeah, they're 14 games, so it means he's got, what, 68 more games? Yeah, 25 goals in 68 games. That's that's almost a – like, barring some awful injury, like, that's almost a guarantee from Ovechkin this year. He might have 20 power play goals in the next 68 games. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's crazy to think that, but like, there's a real chance that he, he does. I would say he, he could almost get it with like 20 games left in the season. Yeah. And like, and that wouldn't be out of the question because we've seen multiple times where he gets two, three goals a game. Exactly. And, you know, he, he's he's kind of the king of getting the two goals a game, but not quite getting the hat trick. Like he like he gets the hat tricks every now and then, but like he's like gets two goals consistently. And, and he's he's honestly to me, he is the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. And it's I don't think it's a question. No, I agree with and, you one hundred percent. Um, so I mean, the fact that he's what twenty four away from tying and twenty five away from going ahead, he hundred percent will be in third place. Um, by the end of the season, barring knock on wood, any injuries, um, he will be in third place by the end of the season. And I think realistically midway through next season, he will be number two. I yeah. think it's really, really what it is. Absolutely. Cause what, talking, what you said, what 50? Yeah. He's 59 away, 59 away right now. So 59 over the next 150 games. If it did my math, right. Yeah. 30. You said 60, 68 left plus 82 next year. Yeah. yeah you got it right. Good good for you. So, I mean, I'm actually impressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, the fact that he, he, like, and the fact that we're saying only 59 in the next 150 games. Done. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's a goal every three games. Like, he's 100% going to do that. Yeah. Um, exactly. Didn't so, he start, like, scoring and, and, with, like, seven straight games to start the season this year? Yeah, <laughs> this guy's just and a then, goal. So, <laughs> so and then it's it's really gonna just it's gonna come down to you know how many more seasons does he play after next year to try and pass Gretzky? I think that's the biggest question. Yeah, so. that's and that's the thing. Like right now, we don't know, but I think the way he looks right now, he doesn't look like he's really slowed down. Like he might be a slightly slower skater, mm-hmm. but like production wise, he's still producing. He's not a liability on the defensive end like you see some older guys get, right? 100%. So he could still play a few more years, and I don't think anyone would argue that he still deserves to be in the NHL. Like, I don't think there's that many wingers that are that much better than him in two years' time that he doesn't deserve a spot. So No, and and it's one of those, like, as long as he's a cap, he's going to be on the top line. It's simple as that. But even if he drops down from the top line, right? Like, just let's just say two, three years from now, he's not a top-line player anymore if he's on the Capitals. And he drops mm-hmm. down to the second line. Like, he's still going to be productive. It doesn't matter. As soon as you put Ovi on the ice and you give him a chance to shoot the puck, he's dangerous. I saw well, a he's going to be on the power yesterday. Yeah. yeah, I saw a picture posted yesterday and someone put, it was just a picture of the Capitals uh, power play unit, right? And it's just Ovi standing there waiting. And they said, yeah. this is the most intimidating and predictable play in hockey and no one knows how to stop it. <laughs> yep. And it's true. Like it is so intimidating yeah. seeing him stand at the top of that circle on the power play because you know exactly what's coming. It is so predictable. And yet you cannot do anything if the puck gets yeah. to him. Well, and it's and see, even even if they do do something, he's he's developed over the last couple of years that he knows, hey, you want to commit three guys to my side to block my shot? No problem. Pass it off. Yeah. Right? He's, he's the type of guy that, you know, if you have one guy guarding him, no problem. He'll wind up, take that slap shot. But if you have three guys guarding him and he knows there's one person against four other people on the other side of the ice, he has no problem passing that puck. And all of a sudden now you're like, oh, well, we really just wanted to stop Ovechkin. It's like, well, you still have a goal against you. Sorry. 
it's true it's just crazy like like it's so insane to think that but he's so good at it and it's it's not well, even close it, it's to me i think the most impressive thing yes he's the greatest goal scorer of all time but i think the most impressive thing is how he's developed as a player over yeah. the last five to ten years Agreed. when he first came to the league he was you know Flashing. he was a goal scorer he was a goal scorer no assists no nothing didn't play defense all that kind of stuff right Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, Trotz goes there. It's amazing what Trotz did. When Trotz was there, he changed Ovechkin as a player and made him, you know, a top player in the league, not just a top goal scorer in the league. Right. Right. And I think that's, I think that's a big difference is, you know, now he's back checking, he back checks. He's, he's even more physical than I think he was earlier. Right. Um, and it's just one of those, he, he's a difference maker out there every single night. And it's, it's impressive. Yeah, so. for sure. And, I'm I'm glad you brought up that, like, because we're seeing kind of the next coming in Matthews doing the same thing, changing his game a little bit since he came into the league, and it's because of guys like Ovechkin that that's happening, right? Yeah. Like, if Ovechkin didn't go from the pure goal scorer to the pure superstar, yeah, the way he did, I don't think Matthews would have changed his game, but he did, yeah. and we're seeing that we're seeing the f- fruits of that uh, labor there. Um, yeah. One last question before we head head to our final thoughts here, Kyle, on the Ovechkin thing. Mm-hmm. The chase for the record, right? Is it's still a long ways away? Obviously, we're talking like three or four, yep. well, four or five seasons probably before he even gets close to it. Yep. This is a good thing for the NHL, right? This 100%. this is this story is a good thing for the NHL, and I, I mentioned McDavid and Drysdale. By the way, Drysdale is only twenty six. He's one year older mm. than Connor McDavid. Okay, I thought he was older than that. No, they've both been they've both been here for seven seasons, I believe. Yeah, so, but he's only one year older, so they could they could potentially do a lot more. Um, this is a good story for the NHL. This is something that the NHL has needed. And let's let's not forget earlier in the show we talked about how the NHL needs to get things right right now. Yep, this is it. They they got they have something going right. And they need to lean into this 100%. And oh, absolutely. Gretzky has even made comments about Ovechkin breaking his record potentially, and he loves it. He's like, yeah. I've watched this guy play. I love watching him play. There's a reason he's one of the best goal scorers of all time, and I hope he takes the record and becomes the greatest goal scorer of all time. Right? Yeah. So that's Gretzky saying that he wants his record broken. How many guys are you going to have say that? Well, wasn't, wasn't Ovechkin's greatest goal against Gretzky as the head coach? Like the behind the back thing, wasn't he the coach for Arizona at that point? I don't know actually. I, I, cannot, I feel like I it can was. neither confirm nor deny. Because I, I know I know Gretzky was the coach, but I just don't know if that was the right year that matches up or not. But um, I mean, they, the, the NHL definitely needs it for sure, and, and I think no bad can come from from him breaking this record. That's the yeah. biggest thing. So. Uh, I really hope he does. I really hope he breaks it. Obviously, we'll see in the next three plus years of how many goals he averages or whatever. You know, I really hope he does have like a sixty goal season again, just yeah. so that way he doesn't have to play like that extra year just to beat it. But um, yeah, we'll see. I'm just trying to pull up to see if I can find um, if. He was the coach that year. Let's see. I'm I'm pulling it up. I got this. We're gonna the head coach. 
was in fact Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Look at you with your backwards know, knowledge. Right? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that out there. Um, I, I, I thought, I thought that's how it was. So, um, I mean, obviously, so he witnessed firsthand what happened. So, yeah, it's incredible. But, like, it's just fun to watch him. And like, you, you don't have to like the Capitals. You don't have to like the rest of the team. You don't really have to even like Ovechkin, but you have to understand what this guy has been able to do in his career. And there's a chance that he might break the record. It's not a lock or anything, but there's a chance he might break the record in yeah. less games played than Gretzky as well. For sure. Which would be, I think that would be really, really cool. Something that I don't think many people would expect, but he's got 276 games less than Gretzky right now. And he's, as we said, 152 goals. Yeah, and there's uh, 150 games between this year and next year. So, which means he still has an extra season in a bit to try and beat it yeah. within that. Um, so, but even if he goes an extra year, like another year after that, which is more than likely at this point, I would think. Yeah. Um, that'll put him at around the same number of games played. Mm-hmm. And if he could put 200 goals in. I would say so. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I think. I like it. I like it. All right, dude. Final thought of the week. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Uh, you go ahead and then I can kind of see which direction I'll go in accordingly. So fair enough. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm pumped cause we're going away this week, which means we're actually going to, we're going to Phoenix. We're going to see a NBA game with the Suns and Mavs. Get to see Luka Doncic yep. live. We're going to see an NHL game between the Coyotes and the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm which I don't really know if I can name a big enough player to make that worth mentioning. Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood, we can also meet Chickering while we're down there too. But we'll yes, that, that would be really cool as well. Um, he's he's I don't know if I ever told you this. He's one of my favorite players for the last few years just because – I guess it's because of the NHL video games, but he always gets really, really yeah. good in the video games, so I always trade for him yeah. because his, <laughs> cause you can get him for cheap right away and then he just grows. So well, I like watching I, I, him I, play I, anyway, so that'll be cool. I told Red to text him and say that uh, – if he gets us the tickets that I'll, I'll bet on him to score in that game. And if he scores, then I'll take him out that night. So, um, Man, I, I, I don't know if that's going to, I don't know if that's going to help or not, or if that's going to make <laughs> give him an incentive to do it or not, but we'll see. So but no, I'm, I guess the, my final thought is I am really, really excited to be just going out and watching a lot of sports with you guys next week. Uh, mm-hmm. golfing a little bit in the nice weather get a little bit of a mental break after the last two months where I haven't had a day off since September 20th, I believe. Yeah. It'll be nice. I need it. I, I desperately need it right now. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. So that's where my final thought is for this week. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I'm along the same lines. Um, obviously the, the inner gambler and my, myself looked up this morning, uh, and bet three, six, five is allowed in Arizona. So, um, there'll be lots of, uh, football bets going on and uh, I'm getting the look for, for that being my final thought, but um, <laughs> you host just a sports betting podcast. It's not really a stretch for a final thought. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to get away. I definitely need this get away from, from work and everything for a little while um, and just kind of reset 
obviously before the holidays and so on and so forth. So um, we'll we'll see if there's a show next week because we get in at like midnight on Friday. So it might be, be a, a show. You might not be. There. Yeah, it'll be a very interesting. See how much jet lag we have potentially coming back. So I'll, I'll be um, doing a show regardless because I need to be yeah. up because I have to work that night. So yeah, fair. So we'll we'll see if I'm up. I guess that's the biggest question. Um, I don't expect you. But to yeah, def, definitely, obviously, sports are in the swing of things. Um, I guess the other final thought is interested to see where some of these MLB free agents signing. Obviously, lots of rumors going around. Um, Isn't that, that a rehash a from last week? Didn't you say that last? Week? <laughs> well, it's uh, well. That was more just trying to see where things fall out, whether it be trades and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, yeah. more rumors came out saying that apparently the bigger free agents are going to sign before the CBA. Um, in on, I think that's the first of December. Yeah. So I mean, that's only two and a half weeks away. So. Um, see what happens there apparently the cba is going to be interesting so that might actually be a lockout in baseball but we'll see what happens there oh don't say that apparently they're apparently they're very far away um in negotiations so it'll be very interesting to see how things shake out in the next couple weeks so yeah my god i really don't want there to be a lockout we don't need that right now yep (sighs) we'll see hopefully not way to bring me down dude (laughs) No, suck it up. You're fine. But I don't want a lockout. I liked baseball this year. It was fun to watch. The Jays were entertaining. Like, it was good. Why, why you got to bring that lockout word in, man? God. All right, well, fine. I'll end it. Joseph Wold is having his first NHL career start tonight. So, let's That's go. That's a positive. Very good. And he, apparently the team loves him, eh? Like, he's... Yeah. I was... I, obviously, because I've been doing a lot of the Leaf games, I have to listen to all the pregame and postgame stuff. He's apparently the first player there every day and the last one to leave. He's taking every opportunity to learn about the organization, and I love to hear that. Yeah. Um, Also, shout out, Canada Soccer. Big win yesterday against Costa Rica. Play against Mexico next week. Let's go. Pick it up. Get the win. Get into the World Cup. That'll do it for us here today. Uh, make sure you check us out on social media, Garage Door Sport on Twitter, Garage Door Sports on Instagram, because Twitter has a cap of characters for their names. Um, we'll make sure we're posting throughout the week. Maybe we'll even post uh, some of the golf videos that we get, because why not, right? Mm-hmm. Make, have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, make sure you check us out. Next week is I will be back for sure. Kyle might be sleeping. We'll have to figure that out. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, Irfan will be back with us then. I know he's got a lot going on with his uh, thesis and everything, so I'm not surprised. Uh, and we'll figure it out from there. But check us out, garagedoorsports.com as well for all of the network shows. And we'll make sure we bring you more content as it comes up. But for Kyle Vardy and Irfan Manji, I want to thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.